0: Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly Debrief. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. This is week commencing June 7, 2021. Starting off today in Canada, the Government of Canada has made 960 million of funding available for over four years under its Smart Renewables and Electrification Pathways Program to support smart renewable energy and grid modernization products, The program will provide direct financial support to eligible projects during the construction phase, including established renewables, emerging technologies, and grid modernization. Also in Canada, Brookfield Infrastructure Partners has raised its hostile offer to buy Canadian oil and gas transportation company Interpipeline Limited. Brookfield's latest offer is $8.48 Canadian, and it's comprised of 74% cash. Earlier in the week, IPL announced that it had entered arrangement agreement for Pembia to acquire all IPL shares in a share-for-share transaction that valued the company at $8.3 billion Canadian. Inter is continuing to recommend that shareholders reject the hostile takeover bid, and Brookfield is Inter's largest shareholder with a 9.75% stake. Moving to the US. The U.S. Federal Railroad Administration and Federal Transit Administration have issued the final environmental impact statement and record of decision for the Hudson Tunnel Project. The move clears the way for the project to work towards final design and construction. The project comprises the construction of a two-track Hudson River rail tunnel between New Jersey and Manhattan, and the rehabilitation of the existing North River Tunnel that is the sole passenger rail connection between Manhattan and New Jersey and the Northeast Corridor. Moving south into Brazil, TIM Brazil has signed a renewable energy deal with Faro Energy for an additional five distributed solar projects to help power its mobile network. Faro has already completed five projects and has another five at an advanced stage of construction. In total, the 15 projects will deliver 25 megawatts of capacity, powering 970 antennas and towers in the northeast and midwest of the country. Ferro Energy is investing over 100 million Brazilian in its partnership with TIM. Also in Latin American markets today, the Central American Bank for Economic Integration, or CABI, is financing a project to improve access to Tegucigalpa, the capital city of Honduras. CABI is providing 44.2 million under the Peripheral Ring Road, CA 5 South Highway Bypass Project. This month, the first disbursement of $200,000 was made to update the designs and final studies required for the construction of the new road, which consists of 5.36 kilometers from Colonia La Cañada to Colonia Santa Rosa in the Aldea El Tizetillo sector. The road design calls for a minimum of four lanes and a maximum of six, as well as the construction of three at-grade and three off-grade traffic distributors, drainage, retaining walls, and protection works, and erosion control. The project also includes the construction of five bus stops, taking into account the housing developments that are being promoted in the area. And lastly for today is Around the World on a proposed gas export development in northern Western Australia that environment and climate campaigners say could result in more than 1.6 billion tons of greenhouse gas emissions across its lifetime and cause damage to indigenous rock art. A report by two groups, the Conservation Council of Western Australia and the Australia Institute, said that the Scarborough to Pluto liquefied natural gas development appeared on the cusp of being approved without a full environmental impact assessment from state or federal authorities. The report suggested the development could lead to lifetime emissions equivalent to that released by 15 coal-fired power plants. The project includes the development of a new gas field more than 400 kilometers off the coast, piping infrastructure, and an expanded processing facility in the Pilbara. In the annual terms, it found the project would release about 4.4 million tons within Australia, adding the equivalent of nearly 1% to national emissions. The vast bulk of emissions would occur in the countries that bought and burned the gas. It would increase Western Australia's annual emissions by about 5%, as the Magoan Labour government says that it plans to help transition the state's economy to reach net zero emissions by 2050. Western Australia is the only state to have increased its emissions since 2005, largely due to the booming LNG industry. The project's major proponent Woodside said that there had been many opportunities for interested parties to comment on the proposal over the past two and a half years. Through a spokesperson, the company said that the development had been referred separately to state and Commonwealth authorities as required. The Federal Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment found in August 2019 that the pipeline works did not have to be assessed under national conservation laws, and the National Offshore Petroleum Safety and Environmental Management Authority had approved the development of the gas field in April of 2020. At a state level, the Environmental Protection Authority last year approved the pipeline construction in Western Australia waters near the shore and found the expansion of the processing facility was only a minor change to previous approval decisions and did not require a full assessment. And that's all for today. If you'd like to see any more of our stories, then please do visit us at proximainfra.com. Until next week.